0: Hey guys, welcome to the Alpha Voyage podcast. In Matthew 6, 22, it says, If your eyes are healthy, then your whole body will be healthy. Healthy eyes can also be translated as single vision. When your vision is singularly focused on Jesus above all else, you will experience healthiness in all of your relationships, in all of your plans, and in this voyage called life. This podcast is aimed at the men whose desired focus is to become more like Jesus and also the women who love them. Join me and let's focus on the alpha voyage, the first thing life, Jesus in me. Right. yo, 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 guys, what's going down? Brian Schooley here with the Alpha Voyage Podcast. Hey, um, just want to thank you guys for tuning in today, checking it out, and um, you know, my hope is that people will, when they have time, um, jump onto this podcast. Maybe when you guys are like driving to work, um, you know, or you guys are on the way to the job site or whatever, coming home, um, that you guys can just jump on here and listen to it and just uh, get some connection, you know, with God. So um, we need it. This world is crazy and. Um, um, but with the Lord, you know, we can we can make it. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, today, one of the things I've been thinking about is that um, for me personally, I, I just had this kind of like thought that like, man, the good news, you know, people used to talk about, you know, the gospel, you know, uh, the story of Jesus, you know, it's the good news. And um, I was thinking like, man, I, I feel like people need, we need to get back to the basic or some basics about it, which is that the gospel is the good news um, and that I think people, um, they're not digging in on their own. Maybe they're taking what they hear from other people and they're hearing judgment and they're hearing um, disappointment from God, judgment from God about our failures. But guys, the gospel is the good news. And I, I was thinking that, you know, if people would, if somebody actually like found the Bible, you know, and they read through like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or something like that, I mean, I think that they would be stoked, you know. But unfortunately, um, maybe some people have misrepresented, represent represented, I can't talk. <laughs> Misrepresented God, you know, and said some things that um, cause shame and condemnation. But, anyways, um, guys, I'm here today to, to talk about the good news. So, um, I was thinking, I was reading through John the other day, and I came to John three sixteen which is a verse that's probably the most famous verse in the Bible. Like if you guys were around in the eighties, there was always like that dude who was at like the baseball games and he was dressed like a clown. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but he, um, he always had that sign, you know, it was like John three 16. And I don't know if that guy was serious or if he was being, uh, making fun of the gospel. I don't know. I think he actually was serious. You know, he wanted people to, to check it out. So I think it's one of the most famous verses in the Bible. Um, they call it you know the bible in a nutshell like in one verse you know it says like for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life right like i i was raised in the church i memorized that when i was little and and it is it is everything you need to know but um guys what i was thinking was like do you know john 317 and um i believe it's just as epic as john 316 and it's the next part, obviously, of the same sentence, but it, it needs to be known. So um, I was going to look it up here. I got it here in my Bible, John three 17. Let's check it out. It says, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. Ooh. Hold on. Wait a minute. I I think that one of the things that people are dealing with so much is feeling that they're condemned by God. And they feel that, like, God has it out for them, you know, or that God is against them or something like that. But check that out. I mean, John 3.16 says God sent his only son. John 3.17 says he did not send his son into the world to judge. So, weirdly, not weirdly, you got to understand the story. Jesus didn't come to judge. He came to save. So if you guys feel judged by God, it's not true. It's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. He actually sent his son to pay for the sins of the world. Uh, It says to be their savior, to save you, to rescue us, it says. Um, And I just think that that verse is so epic, you know. So if you're feeling condemnation, you're feeling judgment, it's actually wrong. It's not what it says in the Bible. John 3.18 actually says, So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. So boom, boom, boom. Like if you read what it says, you know, if you take the time to jump into the word on your own and see what's in there, this is good news, right? (laughs) That's some, that's some good news. God sent his son not to judge us or condemn us. And that, you know, we're set free. He rescued us and that there's no longer any condemnation. So guys, like what a epic piece of good news. Um, also, I wanted to read to you guys uh, a little story out of the Gospels that is um, so controversial. <laughs> As I was looking this up this morning, it's so controversial what Jesus did that it was actually omitted from some of the early, like, Bibles. Like, the, the, the church leaders were like, eh, I don't know. That's, like, there's so much. Jesus gave so much grace that it just makes us feel uncomfortable. You know, basically, they were like, if we put this in the Bible, people are going to think that, like, they can do whatever they want, which is totally wrong. Like, if you've ever been forgiven for something, you know, and you will know that, like, somebody forgave you for doing something, like, let's say you stole some money from your parents or a friend, you know, and they forgave you, and they don't ever bring it up again, you know. It's like them forgiving you actually causes you to never want to do it again. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, this verse, so controversial, um, that it was omitted from some of the early manuscripts. Um, so, uh, let's take a read here. John eight ten. If you guys wonder what I'm reading out of, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, not that it matters, but I like it. I think it's cool. And it's been something new that I've been in for the last um, year or so. It says, then in the middle of his teaching, the religious scholars and the Pharisees broke through the crowd and brought a woman who had been caught in the act of committing adultery and made her stand in the middle of everyone. Then they said to Jesus, teacher, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Doesn't Moses' law command that, you, that command us to stone to death a woman like this? Tell us, what do you say we should do with her? They were only testing Jesus because they hoped to trap him with his words and accuse him of breaking the laws of Moses. But Jesus didn't answer them. Instead, he simply bent down and wrote in the dust with his fingers. Angry, they kept insisting that he answer their question. So Jesus stood up and looked at them and said, you ready for this? Let's have the man who has never had a sinful desire throw the first stone at her. Whoa. Then he bent over again and wrote some more words in the dust. Upon hearing that, her accusers slowly left the crowd, one at a time, beginning with the oldest to the youngest, with a convicted conscience, until finally Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there in front of her, in front of him. So he stood back up and said to her, "Dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you?" "Look around," she replied. "I see no one, Lord." Jesus said, Then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go and from now on be free from a life of sin. So, like, whoa, right? <laughs> this is a big story. Um, these dudes obviously were up to no good and they were trying to trap Jesus. But when confronted with a person who was deep into sin, he wasn't condemning her. He never condemned her. He did not condemn her. He looked at this woman. With a heart of love and a heart of compassion, and he said, "I don't condemn you." And then he just said, "Go and sin no more." So he lovingly just said, "I'm not here to condemn you." Uh, you know, he did correct her like and said, like, you know, don't do that anymore. But he didn't condemn her. Uh, he was loving to her and kind to her. And so, guys, like. What a crazy verse, right? Everybody used to think, I guess, that like this shouldn't be in the Bible because people will be like, "Well, I'll just go do whatever I want to do." But um, I don't really think that that's the case, you know. Like like I said earlier, when you're forgiven, you actually want to do what's right. You change, you know. The Bible says it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Basically, saying when we experience how kind and loving God is, we no longer want to do the things that would separate us from God. Jesus doesn't look at the sin; he looks at the person. He sympathizes with us, knowing that we are just human, knowing where we came from, knowing how we think, knowing that we were not perfect, and that sometimes we do dumb things. That's why he came, after all, to cover our imperfections. This is why religion doesn't work. Keep the laws, do right, don't mess up, and you're at peace with God. That works until it doesn't, which usually isn't that long, <laughs> and it leaves us once again at odds with God. The only thing that works in life is God's grace. This is why we can't live that way, religiously. Jesus came to solve this once and for all. He came to give you life again after your biggest mistake. So guys, John three seventeen. I love it. I love it. I love it. It says, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. And guys, I don't know. I mean, that's some good news to me, you know, that, that we're not condemned, that God doesn't, he's not a condemning God. He actually made a way for us to be reconciled to him. You know, he did that through his son for us, which was something that we couldn't do. Guys, we could never keep all the laws. We can never not sin. We could never, you know, be. Perfect, you know. Um, so he made a way, guys, and that is some good news. That is some really good news. So, guys, remember that as you guys are going through life, um as you're going through your week. Um, do you remember John three seventeen, which says, You're not condemned. He came to save and to rescue. One of the things I thought in the last couple of years was like, Man, like I need a savior, you know. I I need to be saved from myself because Even though, you know, I'm a, you know, pretty good guy and I don't do this and I don't do that. Like I I still have my issues, you know, and things that would separate me from being perfect, but I really do need a savior. And I'm so thankful that Jesus came and that he died on the cross and that he was risen again and that he washed me clean, you know, and that I'm his son. So guys, that is the good news that you are not condemned. You haven't done anything too great. You haven't done anything too bad. Um, there is nothing actually, um, But guys, I do feel that God's, what he wants from you is he wants you to just to come into agreement, you know, and be like, man, that thing that I'm doing, yeah, that needs to stop, you know, it's not helping, you know, it's actually hurting. You know, I heard a pastor that I love. He said this, he says, whenever God says don't, like in the Bible, you know, like if it says don't steal, you know, don't commit adultery, don't whatever, The heart, there's a heart behind that. And the heart behind it is don't hurt yourself. And I think that we can, like, it's very obvious that that's actually the truth there. You know, even if we, you know, wanted to steal that thing because we needed the money or whatever, it's like, you know that there's some bad, there's going to be bad consequences, you know. And so we have a loving father who's like, who has set loving, like, parameters you know around us that are that are for our good you know they're like don't do this because if you do there's going to be bad consequences you know like nobody's ever got like a speeding ticket uh because they didn't go over the speed limit you know if you went over the speed limit then you get a ticket you know then you have to pay so there's consequences right but like so i guess what i'm saying is like if you don't go over the speed limit you're not going to get a speeding ticket you know and god loves you god's like don't go over the speed limit Because there are going to be repercussions, you know. And I think that the longer you walk on this earth, you realize, dude, his rules, like his laws, like his, they're loving, you know. He's like, don't do this, you know. Love people. Forgive people. You know, it's for your benefit, you know. Give people grace. It's what they need. It's what you need. So, guys, his love, or guys, his laws, they're always loving. And when God says don't, it means don't hurt yourself, so. Guys, that's the, the good news for today. Um, you just reach out to me like on Instagram. This probably the easiest way or something. And, um, you know, make sure you follow me on all the things. And, guys, send it to your friends if you know anybody who really just needs some encouragement. And, guys, good to see you all. Peace.